Welcome to the Terry and Jesse show. I don't see Jess there, but uh, we have a very special guest, Father Chad Ripperger. He's going to be talking about his new book. Uh, and this is going to be exciting because it's called Dominion, and he spoke about it at our Spiritual Warfare Conference uh, back in January, and we all wanted it. Well, now Father's going to talk about it, how you can get that very book. Now, I don't see Jesse, our father, so we have a little technical problems. I want to give some good news right now. The Oklahoma House Committee approves Texas-style bill that bans nearly all abortions. So you see, we're getting progress here in defending the unborn. And I just want to say God bless the Oklahomans, and I think other states are doing it. I live in the state of California. Unfortunately, that's just the opposite. Jesse, I see you back, brother. You're all there? Okay. We are we are on. Terry, we're supposed to have Father Ripperger right now. Yeah. He's supposed to be, uh, we're supposed yeah, to be studying him. Right. He's got a new book before he comes. Oh, there he is. Okay. Good, good morning, Father Ripperger. Welcome to the Terry and Jesse Show. Thank you very much. How are you guys doing today? We're too blessed to be stressed, Father. <laughs> Great you, look, you. you look like you're nice and relaxed. This is the first time, Terry, this is the first time I've actually seen you behind a microphone. Oh, well, that, that a shock. that's a shocker, I know. <laughs> <laughs> that's all right. Father, thank you again, and... Uh, I'm so excited. I was just telling before you came on that your new book is out, from what I understand, and we're going to talk about that book. And all of the people who have been listening and watching the videos from the conference are going, when is the book coming out? Well, can you uh, share a little bit about when it's coming and what the book's all about? Yeah, what's the name of the book also? The name of the book? Dominion, right? Yeah. And uh, and wh why did you write the book? Yeah, the name of the book is called Dominion. Yeah. When did I write it? Yeah. Wh why did you write it? Well, that's very interesting, actually. And Jesse, you know the Norbertines. Well, one of my spiritual directors is a, is a Norbertine. Ah. And so I was um, had just completed a book, and I told him, uh, you know, he's as my spiritual director, I said, what book do you think I should write next? I told him I really wanted to do this book on modesty. And he says, no, you don't. He said, you write the book on spiritual warfare because that's your vocation. So I, uh, I said, okay. And it took me three years to write it. There's actually <laughs> two versions of the book. <laughs> really? One, the reason it took me so long is the, the priest's version is 828 pages long. Oh my gosh. So that, that's the, that's the one. And, and then the lay version is 563 pages. So we removed about 280 pages. The reason we removed that is, um, uh, we call it the CSI effect. We didn't want people reading it and then coming and mimicking what they read. So it complicated the diagnostic. But the one for the laity, which is just called Dominion, is actually, um, uh, it's very extensive. It's probably the most extensive thing that any layman would ever read on the subject. And it's, uh, it's a bit technical, but it's doable. I mean, people can get through it without too much difficulty. And um, I actually have a, a copy of it. I got to tell you a little bit of a story about this thing. I it, it's so funny. I have so I ordered the proof copy to make sure that everything was okay. Yep. Right? Well, they sent it to me, and then I, I, I was told it was delivered. Well, it was it wasn't delivered at my house. So then I went to the post office. And it's not here. And then I got a text from UPS, and this is what the text was: the package has been damaged. All merchandise has been discarded, and the sender will be notified. I love it. <laughs> That's great. <laughs> so, uh, so I ended up reordering it, which delayed its getting out. Um, and then, of course, now the guy that does my website, he's delayed for a week. But 
You can get it on Amazon right now. It's it is available on Amazon in about uh, a, about three weeks. It'll be available through my press site, which is Centrad Press S E N T R A D P R E S S dot com. You can get it. You'll be able to get it through there. And so we. Um, that's why I actually ended up writing the book is because my spiritual director said, "No, you got to write this." And I think it was a, it was the prudent thing to do. The priest version. Um, by the way, this book has also been delayed uh, three weeks. So it's about a month, been a month in delay hmm. because of the supply chain issues. Yeah. So the, cause the paper companies are, are telling the printing companies you're only allotted a certain amount. And so that's what delayed this. The hardback version, uh, version um, will be out until mid April um, because of that reason. So, but and at least at that point, it'll be available. Father, what are you what are you teaching in this book? Essentially, what's the essence of what you're teaching lay people throughout this book, Dominion? Yeah. So the ba- basically, what it is is it's a discussion of um, the nature of angels, nature of demons, how they, uh, what, how demons function, both um, on the spiritual warfare side of it, how they function psychologically. The different kinds of diabolic influence, like obsession, oppression, and possession. Um, it's kind of interesting because the priest version, the chapter on possession is 208 pages, and in the lay version, it's only 75. So, <laughs> uh, uh, but anyway, it's um, but it is one of those things that. So I, I discuss all the different kinds of diabolic influence, also the general means of spiritual combat, how you combat them you know, what to watch for, and then also what to do in order to address it. Things like sacramentals, the sacraments, things like that are all in there. Father, do you also talk about the proper authority structure set up by God in the book and the way uh, angels and demons understand that authority structure? Yes, I do. In fact, in this, uh, chapter four deals with the authority structure, and it's uh, in the lay version, it is practically speaking unchanged from the priest version. And it's about 80 pages long. So, and it deals with precisely what the authority structure is, how demons work within it, and how to make sure you stay within it so that you don't get retaliated against. Father, so uh, the main sources that you draw from uh, to write this book, Dominion, if people would look at your footnotes, what would you say your top heavy on your sources? Um, Well, as far as the nature and psychology of diabolic influence, that primarily comes from two sources. One is St. Thomas, because he had written in his earlier work. You don't see it so much in the Summa. It's in the work. Um, his uh, commentary on Peter Lombard's sentences is where he really gets into the psychology of how demons and angels function. So I, it comes from there. And then also just general observation, having been an exorcist for 15 years, just watching them. But then there is um, the... Uh, the bibliography, which I use to draw, this is, people are going to be a little surprised because I'm drawing literally from the entire history of the church. The bibliography is 12 pages long. Wow. So this is, then the reason I did it, the reason I wrote it is there had never been anybody who had really done a synthesis of the Catholic theology and all of this in relationship to that throughout time. And so that's why it's, uh, it's pretty extensive. Um, in the research and in the actual writing of it. Father, why did you call it Dominion specifically? Why did you choose that title? Uh, part is that I don't just kind of, I'm like, what am I going to call this thing? 
And what I really began to realize is that um, it's really the spiritual warfare is about dominion. Who's, whose dominion are you going to be under, gods or the demons? Mm. And so, and that's what demons are constantly struggling for is, is dominion over us. And so um, that's why I decided just to call it that. Who did the cover? I like, show us the cover one more time. It's beautiful. It's got like a, uh, it's a statue of a gargoyle or an angel. What is that, Father? Describe it to us. That's me. actually, this is actually um, a statue of St. Michael. Okay, okay. That overlooks a city in Europe. And so um, I decided to do that in the sense of um, I wanted something of St. Michael on the cover. Um, and then I decided to put that one on because I think it just it kind of sets the tone that this is serious business and that we need to we need to pay attention to it. Father, I have a quick question. All your books, uh, your book on mental health, everyone should be reading them. Where can they get all of your topics of all of your books? Is it on your website? Yeah, everything is available on my website, um, uh, which is, well, it's actually, available. I have two websites. One is my actual website, which has all my mm-hmm. podcasts and things like that. But then there's the um, one for the press, which yes. is Centrad Press. So it's S-E-N-T-R-A-D-P-R-E-S-S dot com. So people can just go there. They can order from it. The, you can also order most of the stuff from Amazon, but the, there's two advantages of not ordering it off Amazon. The first is um, our distribution. We get it shipped out within two days. Good. Whereas Amazon, it's you're looking at a week to two weeks now because of the whole paper thing. Um, the other advantage is the second one is you're not supporting Amazon. So, mm-hmm. so, so there's that. And then the other thing that in line of this that people might be kind of interested in, I had been talking about putting out the actual faux leather version of the deliverance prayer is uh, now out. So oh, there's a, awesome. leather, a leather bound version, which mine's uh, worn out. <laughs> yeah. So that will be available on our website Good. in about five days. So we've got the books. We just have to get everything set up so that it, we can get the distribution going. Awesome. Father, what's uh, in a nutshell, what happens if, if a Catholic lay Catholic, a lot of Protestants, all, all, obviously, they have these what's called deliverance ministries in their, in their parish basements. What happens or what can happen to a lay person who does not follow the lines of authority as it relates to spiritual warfare and, and praying prayers to drive out demons from a person that's not your family, not under your authority? What's, you know, what's worst case scenario that can happen? Uh, well, the worst case scenario is I've actually dealt with people like this. When I was in Omaha, the exorcist there, there were people that were doing deliverance work that didn't have authority and they were, they literally two of them um, had become possessed through it. So they, you can actually have wow. possession. The primary thing we tend to see is a collateral damage in their families, major issues of oppression where the demon may not be attacking the individual who's doing it. They're attacking their family, destroying their family, destroying their finances, their relationships, etc. That's the primary thing. And so um, if you follow the authority, authority is designed to provide and to protect. Those are the two principal things that it does. And because God set it up that way, if you Father, work within can, it. Can, and, you, can, can, you, can you hang on with us for one more segment so you sure. can continue that thought? Thank you. You're listening to the Terry and Jesse Show on Virgin Most Powerful. Stay with us, family. Welcome back to the Terry and Jesse Show. To join the conversation, call 888-526-2151. Now, here's Terry and Jesse. Order the book, Dominion, from <laughs> Census Traditionist Press, Father Ripperger's new book. 
Uh, this should be something that every Catholic should have in their, definitely every Catholic should have in their home. Read it and, 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 and try to in, inculcate the, the, the contents of this book and, and, and protect your house. Father, as you were talking about, you've known people that kind of set up these deliverance ministries on their own. You're talking about people at Omaha. And you were saying the possible consequences of operating outside of your authority, what are they? Well, it's essentially it's diabolic retaliation. So if you do something that you're not uh, have the authority to do, the demons know you're stepping outside that authority and it's disorder and it falls under uh, their domain, so to speak. And so they will uh, take you to the woodshed. We've seen this happen over and over again. Um, and but whereas if you're if you're working within the authorities, I was as we just before the segment, first part ended, I was just mentioning that authority is done to provide and to protect. And that means that that's the way God structured it according to the natural law. So if you work within that, if you're functioning as doing what you're supposed to do within your own authority, God will provide and protect not just you, but those under you. And so um, because that's the way he designed it. Whereas if you step out from underneath that, then you can become subject to diabolic influence. Got it. Father Chad, St. Alphonsus Liguri, a doctor of the church, said only God knows how much good can come from a good Catholic book. And this is one of those. I know because much of your talks over at the Spiritual Warfare Conference, you mentioned this book several times. Now, my question is for mom and dad who are listening and saying, you know, my son is acting weird. Uh, we've got something that's definitely a problem going on, and I'm not sure what to do. Uh, is it spiritual? Is it mental? Is it, you know, both? And so my question, would this book also be good for mom and dad to get, you know, their feet planted in, in, a, action, in a plan of action to help their son or daughter? Uh, it will in two ways, in the sense it'll give them a better knowledge of how this, the spiritual, uh, um, or how the spiritual warfare actually works mm -hmm. so that they're more likely to be able to take a look at it and see whether something is actually spiritual or psychological. Mm -hmm. The mm -hmm. second point is it'll also provide them with means by which they can start praying for doing certain things, praying for him, doing penances. Uh, Kyle Clement is protocol. So usually if someone is really concerned that there could be personality or something then that's when we'd recommend get on the protocol because that's going to tell you more of anything um than anything else about whether it's spiritual or psychological father is this is this a good basic way to help people here's what when people talk about you know i'm having nightmares you know i'm having these temptations inner temptations etc i just tell catholics i said look it go to this website auxiliumchristianorm.org Read the requirements, okay? And then you have to follow those requirements. Specifically, you've got to return to a life of sanctifying grace. That's right. Then I tell them, once you do so, read the other link there that says frequently asked questions because a lot of the questions that you're asking are already answered there by several exorcists. So that's the second thing I tell them. Read the FAQ on Exilium Christianorum and, and follow the requirements daily rosary, return to the sacraments, etc. And then start those prayers called Auxilium Christianorum once a day at least. Right. And I find that a lot of people, Father, that I've been giving that simple advice right there, that simple advice, they call me up weeks, weeks, months later. They say, Jess, 
everything's cleared up in my house. My kids aren't having nightmares. My kids not smoking right. pot no more. My spouse returned back to mass with me. I just followed what you told me. Return to a state of grace. Follow the requirements on that Exilium Christian on website, the, the eight things you should be doing as a Catholic. Uh, I read the frequently asked questions so I can get an understanding of spiritual warfare. And I started those prayers every evening before I go to bed after the rosary and things cleared up in my house. Father, did you put up that website? Was it you and several other exorcists that put up that website? Actually, it was me and one other exorcist. I mean, I, I haven't really mentioned too publicly that I was one of the guys that started it. It was me and one other, one of the exorcists that trained me. We put it up. Um, ironically, we did it primarily because we noticed that people were getting involved in the charismatic renewal that were doing certain things that was causing them to have troubles. And so we put this up for people to start praying for each other. And so um, the uh, obviously some of the frequently asked questions are based upon what I have learned from other exorcists and what this other priest knew. So uh, and it's, it's kind of funny that the thought as you were describing it, Jesse, that kept running through my mind was, who would have ever thought that if you just led a Catholic life, the demons would actually leave you alone? Yeah. <laughs> Father, in your book, let me ask you this question about angels, because you talked about good angels, bad angels. I'm assuming that you go into why it's so important that you collaborate with your guardian angel and protecting you from the devil. Yeah, I actually have a, a, an entire section of the book mm -hmm. on um, your guardian angel. Good. Um, and then also the different guardian angels, like of families, cities, parishes, that, uh, states, nations, that type of thing. And so, um, and the necessity of, or the advantage of actually invoking them for protection. So I do go into all of Good. that. Good. Father, uh, regarding the St. Michael the Archangel prayer, the, the, the long form, the one that only the bishop and a designated priest are allowed to pray, I read uh, several years ago, that when Pope Leo XIII wrote that, maybe you can correct me, uh, see if my memory serves you correct, that if a bishop prays that prayer over places, localities, or cities, it has the power to drive demons away. Is that what Pope Leo XIII taught? Yeah, that's actually correct. In fact, in some of the old rituals, you'll actually see it's actually, um, I mean, the technical title is uh, Exorcism of Apostate Angels, but it also, in some rituals, it was actually called Exorcisms of a Place. So, um, and, and as a result, it was, it can actually be used either over people or even over places. And there has been some bishops, as you know, there have been some bishops that have, um, been doing that. I've recommended to some bishops, Hey, you know, you should be doing chapter three. That's the, um, exorcism, which you just mentioned. You should be doing that like every day or at least once a week over your diocese as a general rule. I always tell them though, you have to be careful. You have to be prepared for the fact that, you're gonna it, you're gonna be stirring things up. So you're gonna clean up a bunch of stuff, but you also have to be prepared for the fact that, and it all usually comes in the form of somebody you at least expect will start causing you problems. But that's just a good sign it means that you can get it cleaned up. But uh, yeah, and we also one of some bishops wanted to do something more expensive. So there was a um, ritual from the Mechline rituale which basically was exorcism of a house, which takes about 30 minutes. And what I did is I modified it for a diocese and the bishops have been, some bishops have been using that to exercise their dioceses. Well, let me just mention Bishop Joseph Strickland will be interviewing, will have you on his show, folks, for those who are listening. The Bishop Strickland Hour is on every Tuesday, 3 o'clock in the afternoon. 
California time. And I know talking to the bishop, he's looking to do the kind of things you're talking about. So, Father Chad, I'm sure you're going to be able to help him with that. Uh, Getting back to your book, Father, it seems like uh, the book has so much rich teachings on St. Thomas, which I have to be honest with you, it seems like we've had a a lack of Thomistic teaching the last 60 years, and it sounds to me like you're bringing a lot of Thomistic philosophy in regards to spiritual warfare that maybe we haven't heard for 60 years. Is that a fair statement? Yeah, I think, though, you know, one of the things, yeah, I think that's absolutely correct. I sometimes wondered why our Lord and Our Lady got me involved in exorcism, because I was really an <laughs> academic, you know, not, not, a, not an exorcist. Yeah. And, um, funny. but I think that part of it was precisely to bring um, some sanity intellectually to this discussion, because yeah. even some of the exorcists are doing things and saying things that are just not in line with Catholic theology or tradition whatsoever. Mm. And so I think there's that, uh, there's kind of that element. Um, but I also, one of the things that really was interesting is when I started researching specific areas in St. Thomas, I'd always read the Summa and I hadn't, and I even read the Summa Contra Gentiles, but I hadn't read anything else of his really in this area. Um, and cause he's pretty consistent. Usually you're not going to learn too much, but when I got to the commentary of his commentary on Peter Lombard's sentences, I was really surprised to see how much he actually understood the psychology of demons and how it completely lined out with what our experience was with exorcists. And it made me wonder, I wonder if he hadn't, if he wasn't an exorcist to some degree, um, if not, he, it was, it's quite amazing how clear, how clear he had in relationship to ha- the, the patterns of thinking that you'll see in demons and things of that sort. Wow. You're, you're listening to father Chad Ripperger on the Terry and Jesse show. Father, your book dominion. How can people order your book? Well, right now, uh, as of the beginning of March, it is available on Amazon in about uh, two weeks because we had to order the extra books. It will be available on my um, press website, which we've given the, uh, the uh, address here a couple of times. It'll be available there um, in softback in about another month. It will be available in hardback. Um, and then for the priests, as I mentioned, It'll probably be about mid-April before the priest version will be available for clergy. We will also be selling the priest version to um, professionals um, or people that work in this area. So uh, I got to make sure, Jesse, I get you, and Terry, I get you guys' mailing address. I'll be happy to send you a compliment. Oh, Father, absolutely. Yes, God bless you. Thank you so much. Of the priest version. Because I think it would be really helpful if you understand the, the, um, the diagnostic side because we took a lot of the diagnostic stuff out as i mentioned so but that'd be um but the lay version not to sure lay versions a substance of the thing um except for some of the practical stuff we just removed uh for that the priest needs to know for the lay people we kept all the practical stuff that we possibly could awesome father thank you very much yeah, uh, for, really appreciate for it. giving us this time can you give us your priestly blessing before we uh we wrap it up here and we move on to the next segment sure Benedictio de Omnipotentis Patris et Amen. Amen. Father Chad Rickberger, thank you so much for joining us here on the Terry and Jesse Show on Virgin Most Powerful. And I also want to just say from the bottom of my heart that souls are saved. Nothing, uh, they're all, if that's what counts. If souls are saved, everything is saved. And by your collaboration with us at Virgin Most Powerful, I, you know, I'm just honored to be a, a link in the chain because I know that 
our listeners are motivated because of one thing. They want to save their souls and they want to save their kids' souls and their husbands' souls. And you are doing just that. So thanks so much. Father, I also want to let you know that you inspired the name for this uh, this internet That's radio right. station. Yeah, oh yeah, tell them why. Yeah, Terry because of the power. Yeah. Four years ago, he says, "Hey, let's start a, uh, let's start an internet radio station." I said, "Okay." He goes, "What name should we come up with?" I said, "Well, I've heard Father Ripperger say that the title Virgin Most Powerful is a powerful uh, title of Our Lady to drive away demons. Let's call it Virgin Most Powerful." He goes, "Let's do it." So, uh, you inspired the name of this little in, little little internet radio station. And can I also Ripperger. ask you say thank you, Father, because you're working with two knuckleheads who have been kicked off traditional radio because <laughs> we're too politically incorrect, and for you to join us. Uh, I just say birds of the feather flocking together. Thanks so much. Oh, you're very welcome. And actually, uh, I think the fact that you got kicked off is a sign of honor. Huh? <laughs> I mean, it's, it's an indicator that you're doing the right thing. All right. Well, thanks, Father. <laughs> God bless you, Father. God bless. When we come back, God bless you too. we're going to have another gentleman, Mr. Nelson, to talk about his book. This is a day to teach you by why the holy book can convert you and your family to a deeper relationship with Christ. Stay with us. Welcome back to the Terry and Jesse Show. To join the conversation, call 888-526-2151. Now, here's Terry and Jesse. Welcome to the Terry and Jesse Show. This is the Thursday after Ash Wednesday, the feast day of St. Catherine Drexel. St. Catherine Drexel, pray for us. I met a, an interesting uh brother in Christ a couple of months ago at the Enough is Enough conference uh, over in the East Coast. His name is Paul Nelson. We had a, a, a short, brief conversation. I've been wanting to bring him on the radio station because I can tell that we're birds of a feather and birds of a feather flock together. My brother, Paul Nelson, welcome to the Terry and Jesse show, my friend. Uh, thank you so much. I'm happy to be here to speak to uh you were a titan in the Catholic Church. Uh, it was wonderful to meet you in Baltimore. And uh, I got a shout out to our mutual friend, Jose, who made the introduction. <laughs> That's right. Jose's always in the middle of everything. Uh, yes, he by is. The, yeah. By the way, you've written two interesting books, and we want to talk about them right now. Uh, your website, by the way, I love the name of your website, is ChristiansReunite.com. Is that correct? Christians, Christians, Christians must reunite. There, yeah, yeah, here it is. Christians must reunite.com. Christians, I love that because, man, that's John 17 right there. That's exactly what we should be doing. And uh, I've also noticed that on your website, you're endorsed by Cardinal Raymond Burke and my, my uh, friend, uh, fellow theologian and apologist, David Gray, uh, a, a black fired up Catholic Christian. Yeah. But uh, you've, you've written two books. I want to probe you about the first book. The first book is called our catholic identity now that's the set that's my second book uh, okay so let's go to the first one the first one the first one is called christians must reunite correct that's correct okay so so paul uh when did it become politically incorrect to speak the truth because i know you that's part of what you cover in the book when did that become taboo in america uh when did it become again politically incorrect to speak the truth? Well, that's a hard question to ask because I watched that uh, in my career as a uh, debate reporter. Last 28 years of my career, I worked as a debate reporter for the United States Senate. 
And so I saw the destruction of the uh, uh, politically correct things to say as it was happening, um, especially when, when it comes to the faith. Um, I, you know, it's such a terrible thing, Jesse. I, I don't know why we can't speak the truth. Um, ever since I retired in 2012, I have, um, <laughs> I, I guess I want to say, become more brave in how I speak. I try to be straightforward and clear about the faith because that's what we need. We need, exactly. uh, we need, we need strong men uh, uh, to, to come back into the church because uh, so, so we have some. Yeah. Is, is that why you wrote the book, Christians Must Reunite? What's the main reason that impelled you in your heart? I've got to write this book, Christians Must Reunite. Why'd you write it? Right. Right. Okay. Uh, just to, just to back up a tad, uh, over the years, I studied the faith on my own. Okay. And I had a, um, desire to, to get more specific and to learn more about the faith. So I entered the Marian Catechist Apostolate and I mm. took the courses developed by, uh, Father John Harden, servant ah. of John Harden. And um, at, when he passed away, he passed the torch to Cardinal Raymond Burke. So he's our international uh, director now. Um, and the reason for that apostolate was because the uh, teaching of the faith has been so weak for the last, last 50 or 60 years that uh, he, he thought this apostolate would, would bring people in that he could teach the finer points of the faith too. And so I thought this is for me, you know, so I entered that and I studied those, uh, those courses and uh, then became a Marian catechist. So, um, but before that I had uh, left the Catholic church, church briefly. And um, I tell the story in my first book, I won't go into detail about that, but uh, something happened in my life that made me aware that my job was to learn the faith more and to pass it on, uh, pass that truth on uh, the way it really is. And so once I retired, I decided to write <clears throat> a book, which I sat on that idea for a number of years, and then finally I did it. And it's for people, first of all, it's for uh non-catechized, under-catechized, if you will, uh, Catholics that don't really know their faith. They go to church every Sunday, maybe, but they they just don't know their faith. And you, you know that exists out there. Mm -hmm. So I thought to myself, I'm going to use the knowledge that I've gained over the years and write a simple book, a book that's clear, concise, uh, something that <clears throat> anybody can understand. And then I back up everything with uh, uh, scripture, of course. And <clears throat> it's, it's good for Catholics who need to brush up on their faith, but it's also good for some, for, for a Catholic to give to a Protestant brother or sister that might be considering uh, entering the Catholic church or might even, you know, just be open to learning more about it. And <clears throat> that was the reason I wrote that book. And I kept it, I kept it short. I kept, all of the uh, chapters are short. Uh, 
but they're clear and something a Catholic can put on your bookshelf. And if somebody questions your faith, you can go into my book and look up something about the sacraments or uh, Mary praying to Mary and praying to the, the saints and so forth. And you can get a nice explanation uh, that you can answer them with. So that was the purpose of that book. Um, Paul, Paul, let me ask you a question because obviously we see a lot of our Protestant brothers, you know, you can think about like Franklin Graham, you know, Mike yeah. Huckabee, uh, the pastor in Canada that keeps getting arrested. Uh, 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 there's so many Protestants out there. You know, Candace Owens, they're people of goodwill. They're yes. people that we, we, we basically share the same political philosophy. We're conservatives. We're patriots. We're people of faith. Uh, we believe in the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. And so it is important for us as, as Catholics to, uh, to reunite with all those people out there that call themselves Protestant Christians. And I have, I emphasized brothers. When I say Protestant brothers, I emphasize the word brothers because we do share a lot of political uh, philosophies in, in general. Isn't that true? That's absolutely true. Uh, there's a lot of wonderful Protestants, uh, you know, some, some in my own family, some friends of mine, they, uh, but they don't know, what the Catholic faith really is because they've never been taught and they never had a way to, uh, you know, find these things out. So I, you know, my, my point with that book is my main point is to bring the Protestants and all, all Christians of all their denominations back to the one true church. That that's my goal with that book. And the ones that are open to it might read the book, but, uh, you know, there are a lot of closed minds out there and it's not just Protestants, but a lot of people have closed minds and they think they know and they don't. And that, that's the sad thing about it. Uh, when you assume, you know, things that you don't, cause we, you know, how many myths are out there about our church. Correct. It's just, uh, yes. And, you know, but um, Paul, by the, by the same token, there's also a lot of Catholics, baptized Catholics that, don't believe in the teachings of the church so they they could benefit from reading this book as well because they say oh i'm catholic but i'm pro-choice my body my choice i'm catholic but uh you know i believe in uh so-called homosexual marriage so there's a lot of catholics that need to re-understand or, or, or re to become re-catechized because a lot of baptized catholics in this country don't know their faith as well and so I think your book would be a, a good primer for them as well. Is that correct? Oh, absolutely. Uh, that, that was my main target, really. Uh, Catholics that uh, don't know their faith well, and they don't know the finer points of it. Um, and I have had some people that read the book uh, come back to me and say, well, I don't think the church believes that anymore. You know, and... <laughs> And I said, no, these are these are immutable teachings. These are these are teachings that will never change. It doesn't matter who the pope is. Uh, you know, it just doesn't matter. Uh, these changing these teachings don't change with the times. And, you know, well, we're infected. We're infected yeah. so bad with mar modernism. That's right. You know? that, yes. With the M word modernism. That's hey, right. let me ask you a question. Why do you think Christianity is being minimized in the public square? I mean, you got so many Catholics in Congress, so many Catholics that are senators, and yet they, there they are in the public square representing us, 
and they, they seem to minimize their Catholic faith, be they Catholic or Protestant, and you have all kinds of godless legislation being passed. Why do you think Christianity is minimizing the public square? That's a simple answer. The answer to that is they don't believe the faith, they don't really have the faith, or they don't know the faith. Okay. Okay. I don't care if you went to Yale and you're a senator from wherever, or what, you know, if you don't know the faith, yeah. you, you, you're just not going to understand these things. And uh, certain moral questions uh, that are out there, like, you know, the abortion question and the uh, homosexual marriage and transgenderism and all that. Uh, what a stain that is on humanity. Uh, and these people, they cannot believe the faith if they you know, advocate for these things. They just can't. Yeah. And I pray for them. I pray every night for this uh, to change, to open Amen. people's eyes. Paul, what do you think is the one, one main thing that Catholics can be doing to try to unify the body of Christ? How can this happen? How will we unite? Think about that. Take a pause. We're going to go to a quick two-minute break. We'll be right back, and I want to hear from you. What do we have to do to reunite? How can this happen? What will unite us ultimately? You're listening to Jesse Romero interview Paul Nelson, his two books, Restoring Our Catholic Identity and Christians Must Reunite. We'll be right back. Welcome back to the Terry and Jesse Show. To join the conversation, call 888-526-2151. Now, here's Terry and Jesse. We're back to Terry and Jesse Show. I'm at Paul Nelson over at the Enough is Enough Enough Conference in Baltimore, Maryland. Uh, We are kindred spirits. Uh, He's a fellow Catholic brother who's written two great books that are going to do a whole lot of good in the body of Christ. We need people to help us evangelize and catechize the baptized. Uh, Paul, your second book that you wrote is called Restore Our Catholic Identity. Uh, tell us about the latest book uh, and, uh, and and tell us about what you were trying to accomplish with the second book, Restoring Our Catholic Identity. Okay. Uh, to me, this was the uh, natural progression from my first book, Uh you know, people can read the first one to be uh, to, to to get the apologetics and the teaching side of of the faith. But this second book was written basically for Catholics who are unaware of the ways we've gone wrong over the last half century to uh, denigrate the faith, um, and that's the fault of our leaders in the church. Uh, after Vatican II, especially, the the teaching was watered down like nobody's business. Uh, <clears throat> and I, uh, I thought to myself, well, let's explore a way to show people what we've done wrong, who caused what we've done wrong. And uh, I go through certain... Uh, areas of of mistaken actions okay i talk about <clears throat> some people for instance some catholics think 
we can now become Freemasons. We can, mm. <laughs> we can join a Freemason lodge or something. You know, this this isn't Catholic teaching. This is uh, it's always been against Catholic teaching, and it still is. And <clears throat> so I talk about that, and uh, I, I quote, uh, for instance, um, Bishop Athanasius Snyder, for one, uh, a real expert on that, as is David L. Gray. David uh, uh, is a former Freemason in his former life, you know, and he knows a lot about that. So I, I, I give some quotes from his uh, wonderful book. Uh, <clears throat> so I talk about that, and I talk about some of the programs that uh, <clears throat> have come into the church that are just not Catholic, and we've ac uh, accepted these things uh, to put out there to the parishioners of, of, of different churches, and, um, you know, for instance, there's a, there's a program called the Alpha Program, okay, slash Christ life. They're one and the same. And uh, that was a Protestant developed book uh, by an Anglican uh, that they bring into our churches and, uh, you know, they, uh, they foist it upon the, the, the faithful who, who think that it's a, it's a good thing, and, but it's so watered down. There's nothing, all, nothing at all Catholic about it. Um, and, in fact, Cardinal Burke, he wrote us a letter um, uh, many years ago uh, to the apostolate saying, uh, stay away from that Alpha program. It's not Catholic. It doesn't teach the faith. And um, I know a lot of specifics about it. And I, I go into more specifics in the book uh, that people can, can check out. Um, there are... Uh, priests that are able now to go out and do con uh, uh, conferences and, and talks at churches that are, um, let's say it like it is, they're preaching heresy, okay? It's, just, it's heresy straight up. And they're allowed to do this, and they're allowed to advocate for um, homosexuality, you know, same-sex marriage, transgenderism, all the, all the all the good stuff, you know, um, <clears throat> and they're untouched. Okay. I named some of those people, uh, in the book and, and I explain what their philosophy is and where their philosophy came from. Um, and I, I try to, uh, I try to keep it. This book isn't quite as short and concise as the other one, but it, but it still is, uh, it still is short and, and kind of, and, and it's clear, I hope. By the way, Paul, let me just jump in real quick. Uh, sure. this is important. We're talking about the two books that you've written, uh, to help out the lay people, our Catholic, restore our Catholic identity and Christians must reunite. Most important question. How do people get these books that they want to order them? Okay, well, both of them are available on uh, Amazon.com, and, and for those who, who don't like to order on Amazon, um, Barnes & Noble have them. You can uh, order them at Barnes & Noble stores, if you want, or online. Uh, you can go to my publisher, which is Leonine Publishers out of Phoenix, Arizona, um, and order straight from them. And if any bookstores want, want it, they, they can call the publisher and uh, they can get a discount 
um, purchasing several for their stores. So uh, that's basically how you can obtain the book. Good. And your website is what again? ChristiansMustReunite.com. ChristiansMustReunite.com. So talking about, again, uh, the uh, the second book, Restore Our Catholic Identity, you, you, you write there about, uh, obviously, modernism has affected the church even at the highest levels. Um, you talked about how we got here and how we've been misled in many instances. Right. Uh, another question, well, I guess the most important question is, seeing that we're dealing with modernism, we're dealing also with an infiltration of, of some uh, Judas amongst the clergy, Judas priest or the spirit of Judas amongst many people in the clergy. And you've named some of them in your book. How do we reclaim our Catholic identity? How do we restore? How do we come back to, uh, to an authentic Catholic expression that, uh, that we once enjoyed, we can say for centuries, what can we do as individual Catholics to reclaim our Catholic identity in this culture of death, in this culture of relativism, and in this culture of modernism. Okay. Well, first, if you if you call yourself a Catholic and uh, you feel that you're a Catholic, you know, let's get that, let's study your faith a little more. Let's let's learn. Let's let's watch shows like uh, your show. Let's. Uh, Let's let's study. That's what we need to do. We need to know that faith. And in the book, I give uh, I quote many um, saints, um, and I give examples of how they fought heresies. For instance, Saint Athanasius, uh, who fought Arianism. Um, the man was dogged in his <laughs> pursuit of the truth. And he was actually exiled five times, uh, you know, because he was fighting this Arianism and everything. But he, he, he was ultimately, he was successful. So uh, I talk about him and, and some other saints and uh, give some quotes about the faith. I, 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 I quote from some uh, wonderful sources um, on the faith that uh, can clear up a lot of the misunderstandings that people have, like, you know, oh, we can be Freemasons now, or it's not so bad to have same-sex marriage because they love one another and and love's a good thing. You know, I mean, it, it clears up a lot of these things that, of course, love's a good thing, but <laughs> we have the teachings of Jesus Christ uh, and the scripture, you know, our rule book, basically, that's going to right. tell us. Yeah what is acceptable and what, what isn't. And I don't care if it's the modern times versus uh, the early years. It, it doesn't matter. The teachings are the same. What would you say, uh, Paul, what do, you, what do you think is the biggest problem that we're facing as lay people right now in terms of, of again, uh, restoring the Catholic faith to its to again uh, to its glory days or to its greatness, as call as, as as the Lord calls us not to be mediocre but to be great. Uh, right. Uh, what do you think is the major impediment that that we're fighting against as lay Catholics, and what give us one or two action items that we can do 
to turn this ship, this modernist ship around? Well, we suffer from uh, malformed priests out there, uh, underformed priests uh, that you know lead many people in the wrong wrong direction. Now, if you know something uh, is a fact, is the truth a, a truth of the faith, and the priest makes a erroneous statement uh, during a homily or something like that, please, please approach that priest. We have to speak up as laity, but but you can really only do that from a uh, from a standpoint of knowledge. If you don't know what you're talking about, you can't refute uh, some of these things to priests. So, but we need good priests to step up and to start teaching the truth and to uh, stop stop watering down their homilies. They need to they need to teach the truth and. Um, that's a big, that's a big uh, impediment, really. Give us a couple of action items. Give us two action items before we wrap up the show today for lay people. Uh, get involved, uh, get involved in your, uh, your church in uh, a positive way, uh, in a way where you'll uh, advocate the, the true teachings and uh, be respectful to your priest, but also tell them we need the truth. Uh, we need to, uh, you, you were at a, a rally recently out in uh, uh, Scottsdale, I believe it was. Is that true? Yes. Yeah. yeah. We, need, we need to go to these type of things. We need to understand um, what's going on. And, um, you know, and in my book, I kind of give toward the end uh, ways that we can come back. We can, we can bring it back. Well, brother, thank you very much for coming on the Terry and Jesse show. You've been listening to Paul Nelson. Where can people get your books at, Paul? Where can they order your books? Yeah, uh, Amazon.com, Leonine Publishers, uh, and uh, Barnes & Noble, I guess. Yeah. The book's called Restoring Our Catholic Identity, Christians and Christians Must Reunite. Two books to help yourself fight the errors of modernism. Paul Nelson, thank you very much, my brother. We'll have to do this again. Have a great day. Absolutely. Thank you so much. You've been listening to the Terry and Jesse Show. That's a wrap. Remember, pray your rosaries every day. Go to Mass as often as possible. Be holy or die trying. Live in a state of grace. Do not live in a state of mortal sin. God bless you. Keep the faith. Viva Cristo Rey.